Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poor. My guest today is Lynn Jackson, and Lynn is going to talk about Internet scammers. So, Lynn, about a week and a half ago, I I was scammed, and it was pretty frightening. And, um, you know, you know a little bit more about it than I do, so how often does this happen, do you think? Well, I'm so sorry that you got scammed. Um, it's it's pretty annoying, and it happens a lot. I mean, they scammers will send out hundreds, thousands, tens of millions of emails every day, and they don't need a lot of people to click those links to make money. So I, I would just like to note that um, I uh, am a computer consultant. I have a computer company, Jackson's Computer Services. And I've been in business full-time for more than 25 years. Uh, these scammers interest me particularly because I think they're really, they're really nasty people. And I find that people are embarrassed. You know, when people actually fall for these scams, people are embarrassed. But, you know, as humans, we tend to think our fellow human are nice people. And we don't like the idea of being tricked. And these scammers are in the business of tricking people into giving up their information. So would you like me to go through some of the things that I look for when I get these um, emails? I think we'll probably start talking about emails first, if you like. Would that be good? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, to save, uh, to uh, do this interview today, I... I saved my last email that was from a scammer. So I thought I would go through this email on all the things that are wrong with it so people can look for it. So the first thing is um, I received an email um, that said it was from customer service at PayPal. That's what it said it was from. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the fee charged, you know, the transaction amount, you know, it's like $899.89, which is, you know, a kind of a heart-stopping amount of money that if I wasn't going, you know, it wasn't mine, right? So mm-hmm. the first thing to do when you get one of these emails, either from PayPal or from the bank, and it says, you made this transaction. So the first thing to do is take a deep breath. And, and calm down for a minute. That is the most important thing to start with. So take a deep breath, look at the email again, and think about it. Because when I, even when I get these emails, I'm always a little anxious, like, oh, did somebody really, you know, hack my account and, um, you know, got this money out of my account? But you have to calm down. So this technique, what these, what these 
scammers are doing is called phishing, which is spelled with a PH, not an F, but a PH. And what they're doing is hoping is they send out all these emails to people, all kinds of random email addresses, hoping that somebody falls for their trick. So the first thing you look at is you say, well, where did the email come from? The email might say, oh, it might, the name on the email address might say PayPal, but if you look at the actual email address itself, it might say something like the one that I got, which says service customer 849 at gmail.com. Now, mm-hmm. we're talking about PayPal here, right? No one at PayPal is ever going to email you from a Gmail account or from an AOL account or from anything other than paypal.com. Nobody's going to email you. So that may be your first clue that this is a phishing email, and you can just delete the email right then and there, or you can report them. And I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But that's the first thing you look for is, where did the email address come from? You know, where is it? Now, on a phone, it's really hard sometimes to, to find the email address of where the email was sent from. So it might, not be, it might be a little trickier to do that. So that might be a little hard. So what you do is you look, if you start reading, what does the subject say? Now, in this PayPal phishing email that I got, The subject matter says, attention, we noticed unusual activity in your PayPal account. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, you may say, unusual activity? Like, what are they talking about? Like, what is it that PayPal is talking about? Now, I've been using PayPal for quite a number of years now. And from PayPal itself, all they ever do is, if I buy something on PayPal, I, I'm sitting at my computer, I buy something, PayPal, you know, I log into my PayPal account, I pay whatever object I'm buying, and then PayPal sends me an email, a receipt, and they say, this is a receipt for your purchase. That's it. They never email me and say there's, there's unusual activity. Like, what exactly does that mean? So if you read a little further, um, if, you're, if PayPal is going to correspond with you, PayPal knows who you, who you are. They know, for example, that my name is Lynn Jackson. And if they email my email address, they're going to email to me, Lynn Jackson. The thing is, in these phishing emails, the people who write the phishing emails almost never, I'm not going to say never, but almost never know what your name is. So in my phishing email, it says, dear user. Well, that's your second clue because if, if your bank is emailing you or if uh, your credit card company is emailing you, that company knows that your name is associated with the email that they're sending you. And so they would normally write your name there. So if it just says, dear user, you can probably delete the email or report them. We'll talk about that later. So that's your second clue. 
Now, at this point, you should be breathing a little easier and becoming a little more relaxed that bad things have not happened to your account. Because I will admit this is pretty alarming, this kind of thing. Like the scammers never ask, they never say, oh, you just spent 15 grand on your account because they know your typical person isn't going to have 15 grand in their account. They know that they have an amount. They don't ask, they don't say it's $20. They don't say it's $20,000. They pick an amount that people that would give people pause, make them upset, but it's not so much that it's, it's just out of the ballpark. So then I read on in my, this email address, this email that I got from this uh, scammer who was impersonating PayPal, the scammer says to me, thanks for your patience. Now, when you, when you think about this, like usually uh, companies that correspond with their customers will have a more formal uh, and, and very grammatically correct, with spelling correct, email sent out. They, it, like, for example, if you get an email from Apple Computer, there are no grammatical mistakes. There are no spelling mistakes. Apple does not ever send out emails with, with grammatical or spelling mistakes. But this email that I received from this scammer has language that was informal, and it had errors in it. It had um, typographical errors. It had capitalization errors. And it had kind of like grammatical errors. So if it's something like that, that because sometimes these guys really do try to impersonate the corporation. And if it's something like that, you can just say, this, this can't be real. Um, now, this particular uh, email I got from the scammer said, if you did not authorize the charge, you have 72 hours from the date of transaction to open a dispute. Now, I would say that is grammatically incorrect. Um, and there's two problems with that sentence. One, it's grammatically incorrect. And the second issue is, it says you have 72 hours to, to dispute it. Well, that's a lot of nonsense. If you read a real PayPal receipt, which I did read, the real PayPal receipt uh, gives the user um, 180 days to dispute, uh, to, to dispute the transaction. Um, however, the real PayPal receipt also explains that these transactions that you have with PayPal are almost instantaneous. So the, the, the payment has already been sent. And that's one of these things that these um, scammers don't explain at all. So those are the basic things to look for. I mean, just to reiterate, the most important thing is to be calm and take a deep breath and then carefully read what the email says and make sure you know where that email came from. Because Lynn, the, the, Lynn yes. I gotta yes. say that in the throes of something like this, you say be calm. It it sounds great, but when you're in the throes and 
you see a you know a gigantic figure that's been taken out of your account. You know, I think most people panic, wouldn't you say? Yes, and that's exactly what the scammers want. They want you to panic because they want you to pick up the phone and call that phone number that they've put in the email because that's how they get your information and that's how they get money out of you. They want you to, pick, they want you to dial that phone number and talk to them. And that is, so the biggest issue, I guess, is not to panic. I know it's really easy for me to sit here and say don't panic, but since the vast majority of any email like this is just nonsense, it's a scam, it's a trick, it's important to remember that. And I think the more knowledge we have and the more understanding we have of what these criminals are doing, because they are criminals, the easier it is for people to handle this kind of situation. But I agree, it's very hard. I mean, um, you know, the first few that I got like this, I found it very alarming. And I was scammed once. Um, and I was, I got really mad when I realized I was scammed. And it really made me angry. And I vowed not to let that happen again. Um, and that's why I take such an interest in this, because I believe anyone could be scammed. It doesn't matter you know, who you are, how much money you have or don't have, or what kind of education you have or don't have, doesn't matter. You know, Mm -hmm. scammers introduce panic into your life to get you to react quickly. So my other piece of advice is don't ever call the phone number on the email, ever. Never call it. Never call that number. What you want to do Instead, how do you find out? Like, um, let's say it was your bank and you're really worried that someone hacked your bank account. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you go, you don't call the number on the email, never call the number on the email. Instead, you log into your, if you have access online, you log into your bank account and take a look. And if there's a problem, then you have, you call the, the bank from the website that from the bank because you've gone to your account on your bank and you can call your bank from that website but don't click any links in the email and don't call that phone number because that's what they want you to do they want you to panic and call the phone number which is what I did I right. and then what happened and then, and then I, I'm going to go to my bank and get this straightened out. And they try to talk me out of going to the bank, and it was crazy. And and what happened was the uh, scammer on the you know calling uh, that I had called started calling me honey, and I thought, oh, this doesn't sound right. So I I got in my car, I went to the bank. And on my way to the bank, I hit every red light imaginable. My heart was beating fast. I was scared to death. And by the time I got to the bank, all my money would be stolen. So I got to the bank, and I told them what was wrong. And, you know, they said, well, you know, 
tell me about the the uh, the uh, um, email address, and, and I realized it wasn't PayPal, and, and then I changed my debit card number. But, you know, they try to talk me out of going to the bank. They were saying, within 15 minutes, you know, X number of dollars would be stolen from your account. Do you do you look uh, on any porn sites? I said, no. Do you uh, look on any gambling sites? I said, no. But they try to make uh, make me believe that somebody hacked into my account and through a porn site and a gambling site, my money was taken out within 15 minutes, and I was panicking. So Boy, that's those, what happened. Those criminals are those criminals are nasty because what they're doing there is they are, of course, they want your money, but they're shaming you because they're saying, "Oh, well, we got this." You know the the you know these people are going to steal your money. We they got your email address from a porn site or a gambling site, and those are things mm-hmm. that people often don't want to admit to going to. So they want to shame you so that you won't go and tell. And I think that's pretty outrageous because it doesn't matter, you know, where these people got your email address. Um, but they're trying, but, but you see what they're trying to do. They're trying to panic you and then to shame you so that, so that you might not go and report this problem. But you did actually the right thing because instead of believing the scammers, you went to your bank. And that's, mm-hmm. that is really important. What you did was the right thing. The thing about the scammers that is interesting is that why would someone call me up and tell me they're going to take that they're going to take money out of my account? Why would these people warn you if they were really hackers? The hackers would hack into your account, and they wouldn't tell right. you. So, but what you did was the right thing. I mean, there's nothing better than actually driving to the bank and saying look, this happened, and these people are threatening to steal my money. And but, you, you know, did absolutely felt, the right thing. I felt fortunate uh, after I went to the bank and I got my debit card number cha- changed. It was like I felt fortunate that I'm mobile, that I have a car, I was able to drive. But there's people that are not, you know, as lucky as I am, um, what do they do? Well, that's a really good point. point. And, yeah, because mostly these scammers, they like to pick on more vulnerable people, people who are who maybe tend to be older, not as used to the technology, don't have access. You know, maybe they're still working and they, they're at work and they can't just leave work or there's other issues that make it really hard for them to address this. So I would go back to the points I made before, which is really look at where did this email come from? And I know it's hard to do on a phone, but um, you should be able to, to click on the, um, on the 
you know, like if it says, like in my fake email, it said customer service, that the email came from customer service. You should be able to click on that and see the actual email address. And that mm-hmm. is really, that will give you a lot of information because if it doesn't say at paypal.com or at bankofamerica.com or whatever the name of your banking institution is or your credit card, it doesn't say that then it didn't come from it, especially if the email ends in Gmail or AOL or um, some other, I'm trying to think if there's any other email address, you know, yahoo.com or any of those things, you know this is somebody's just email address and it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not coming from PayPal, it's not coming from your bank. So it is harder and you can always, um, like I said, I would um, suggest never calling the phone number on that email, the email, the phishing email that you got. Never call mm-hmm. that phone number. Mm-hmm. Always go mm-hmm. directly to your bank. So, you know, if you're, say, at work and you see this email that comes through that says that they, they took, you know, $593 out of your bank account, um, I would just, you know, call your bank. Call your bank directly. Um, as opposed to, you know, because I realize this is this is pretty difficult for people who have fewer resources. Or you could also, if you have a friend or a relative who's really good with computers, call them up and ask them what they think you ought to do because they may mm-hmm. be more familiar with this than you are. But don't, mm-hmm. um, never call that phone number on the email and don't ever <laughs> click on any of those links in the email. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to your bank account, Go directly type that into your the address on your on your computer. Don't don't um, click on a link. No. Now, how do they do they make addresses up? How do they get your email address? I find that pretty interesting. Well, actually, that's a very good question that I don't have an answer to. I mean, I think that uh, you know there are. You know, there are ways to, um, you know, go through websites and scrape email addresses off of websites. I noticed that the, my, this phishing PayPal email was sent to an email address that I use for the uh, nonprofit that I volunteer for, Save the Pine Bush. But it didn't actually come to my personal email address, which I thought was interesting. But... I know that the address for, you know, Save the Pine Bush, the nonprofit that I volunteer for, is all over the web, so it was easy to find. So okay. how they find these emails, the emails tend to be, you know, a little more public. It's when you get to, you know, the email address linked to other information that it becomes, you know, a secure, a real security risk. Like, for example, you you may buy something from a website or you may go to a website that, um, you know, say you use a password that's like password one or something, right? Let's make it really simple. Mm-hmm. You, go, you go to this, you know, little business, you buy something, use password one. Well, maybe this little business doesn't have um, as good security. Maybe you're just making a blog post. Maybe you're just, you know, replying to a comment or something. So it's not anything that involves money transactions. It's just you're going to a website and, you know, you use your email address, you make an account, and you make comments on the website. 
And maybe that website doesn't have as good a security as it should have, and they get hacked. So then what happens is the hacker compares your email address to the password that you used on that little website called Password One. So they take those email addresses and the passwords that they hacked, and they try them against bank, uh, bank security, you know, when they go to like a big bank website and they try to hack the accounts using passwords they got for another account. That's why for each vendor that you do business with on the Internet, each vendor, you should have a different password because that way if one of the vendors gets hacked, the, the scammers, the, uh, the hackers can't use that password to try to hack an account that you may have um, used for money transactions. I hope that makes sense. But it is important mm -hmm. to have different email addresses. You may want to – there's different ways to, to keep track of your email addresses. Um, Apple Computers has a really nice thing called Keychain Access to use. Or you could do the old-fashioned method of buy an address book, you know, those old address books and write them down in a book. Um, but it mm -hmm. is important to have a different email – a different password for each account that you have on the Internet. Now, uh, the people that did this to me, they did not have an American accent. So you were saying, uh, when I called you about doing this interview, you were say, saying that there's phone banks in India. So if, if it's out of this country, how could you report that? Well, that's an excellent question. Um, so there's uh, PayPal. You can actually forward those emails to spoof, S-P-O-O-F, at paypal.com, and they will try to investigate where that email address came from to see if they can shut them okay. down. Um, now, it is true there are these, um, these big call centers in India, in, in um, Mumbai, India, that um, – one of my favorite podcasts did an entire uh, series on where they actually went to Mumbai to interview to try to meet with these scammers. It was absolutely fascinating. I believe the podcast was called Reply All, and that they did this in the summer of 2018. Um, and it was a really interesting series. It took them over a year to actually do this whole story and um, their adventures of going to India. And uh, it turned out that the reply all people, one of their staff members spoke Hindi, and so she could understand the chatter in the background. It was very, the whole thing was absolutely fascinating. Wow. Um, it, was, it was really, really interesting. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it shows the disparities in terms of, you know, economics in the world, you know, those are big, big issues, you know, issues of poverty and getting jobs and things like that. It was very interesting. But, um, okay. but it is important for us to keep ourselves safe from these hackers. Um, you know, for example, I sometimes get phone calls. You know, people, scammers will call my phone, and they say things to me like the world server says that your computer is sending out error messages. 
or they might say something like, I'm from Microsoft and your computer is sending out error messages. Well, number mm-hmm. one, Microsoft is never going to call you on the phone out of the blue, never. And mm-hmm. number two, there's no such thing as a world server, and no one is ever going to call to say, oh, your computer is sending errors. Uh, it just mm-hmm. is not going to happen. So those things, you can just hang up the phone. But if you oh. do get a, these these spoofs from PayPal, I keep getting a lot of these. I don't know how other people, if other people are getting them. But I would definitely forward those scams from PayPal to spoof at paypal.com. And if your bank or your credit card has a, has a, um, a place to report scammers, I would definitely forward those emails because um, the IT people at, these, at your bank or at PayPal might be able to track down the scammers and shut them down, which is, you know, what we'd like to have happen. Well, Lynn, we're we're out of time. So, uh, if anybody needs computer services, uh, give your contact information. Um, so they can contact me at Lynn Jackson, and my email address is Lynn L Y N N E Jackson J A C K S O N at m a c dot com. That's Lynn Jackson at mac dot com. Or they can go to jacksonscomputers.com on the web and see what um, I write databases, I convert old files, and I make bags. At any rate, um, but people are welcome uh, to contact me about um, any kind of uh, database design or, you know, if you have questions about scammers. So thank you okay. so much, Cynthia. This has been very nice. Lynn, we're out of time. You've been listening to Lynn Jackson. I'm Cynthia Poole, and this is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 